A lot of times, you know, I call people superstars, I call them heroes, and they look at me and they're like, why, what are you talking about, pastor, you know? Um, and I'm like, you know, the reason why I call people by these titles is because, man, you guys have no clue, but you inspire me on such a major level, you know? Your, your, the way in which you walk, the way in which many of you are able to navigate through hardship and through challenging times, it's such a major and a huge blessing to me. One of my heroes in the church I always talk about is AJ, you know. And AJ is a hero of mine when I think about her and I, I just think about her story and how she's faced cancer time and time again and continues to battle and face health challenges and things of this nature on such a great magnitude. But yet and still, you'll find her when people are unwilling to show up and when people are unwilling or are complaining about their circumstances, she's up front with her hands lifted. Come on, somebody. She's the one that's finding that you'll find the most encouragement from. And oftentimes you're looking and you're saying, man, how, why is it that you're encouraging us when you're dealing with what you're dealing with? And she's able to tell you and speak not about herself or her ability, but she's able to speak about how great her God is. Come on. And so a hero, a hero and a superstar is not someone who has, uh, is to a place where they have it all together. But to me, a hero in the faith, a hero is someone who has realized that God is greater than whatever it is that they face. Come on. And so when you talk to them and you look at them and you interact with them, you see that there's something that's greater than them that's operating in their circumstances. And I mean, there are people in our midst who have lost children and think all sorts of crazy things that they have felt, dealt with and gone through. And it's amazing to me how they've been able to continue to, to press on and despite what they're facing. And I give God glory for this. And I love these people uh, and the people in our church, those of you in your story, there are such people think oftentimes that the pastor is the only one who blesses the people but i'm so i just want to tell you that you guys are such a great blessing to me in fact can you just give yourselves a round of applause in this place today come on and here it is for you too you guys are amazing and such a blessing aj and so many others uh, who walk in faith and and i just love it you know i i think that you know when you answer that question because you'll ask people why is that and the easy answer is because Jesus, you know, it'll be like, oh, yeah, I made it because of God. But there's something I would say that is that is deeper uh, or that is it's 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 more complex than that. The easy answer is just to say God. And we know that it's God. But we understand that there are that God uses different factors in our lives in order for us to be able to keep on going and in order for us to be able to walk through the challenges that we face. And when I think about this, I think about momentum. Everybody say momentum. Momentum, momentum uh, can simply be defined as mass in motion. Everybody say mass in motion. In other words, something that is moving, something that, it, that keeps on, this is, this is considered uh, momentum. It's a, a concept that we find in physics. But a little bit deeper than that, momentum is the force that keeps an object moving after it has started. Somebody sees where I'm going with this thing already. Momentum is a force that keeps the thing moving uh, even or after it has started uh, moving. And, you know, I just tell you this, just like you look, when you see that train, I'm often fascinated by trains. 
And trains are amazing to me because when you look at a man, I mean, they are pulling. We just saw a train. We were driving home last night uh, from a, from an event that my wife and I were at with some friends. And I saw this train and it's pulling like 50 carts or not carts, cars. And some of them are stacked. Don't laugh at the pastor. You'll go to the hot place for that. No, you won't. I'm just lying. I'm lying. But <laughs> but um, some of them are like stacked two at a time and i'm looking at this little engine at the front and i'm saying how in the world i mean this thing is moving and you're looking and you're just saying how in the world is this little car able to pull all of these or this locomotive able to pull all of these cars so stacked so high and it's a force that happens once it starts moving it's a force called momentum that builds, that keeps it going after it has started. And some of you, your life looks like one of those trains. Trust me, I'm going somewhere. When I look at your life, your life has, it seems as if there are just cars of, of uh, finances and situations and circumstances that are just piled up behind you. And people will look at you and they'll say, and some of us, we are burdened. Some of us, we can't move. Some of us are halted because of what it is, because of the weight that's attached to us. But for others, and so hence we, we have not been willing to take any steps forward. But there are others of us that are like the little engine that could. Come on. How many of you remember that? I think I can. I think I can. Come on. I think I can. I think I can. He said, you know what? There's a whole lot of weight that's on me. Y'all acting like you didn't watch Saturday morning cartoons. And we see all of this weight that's attached to the train. And, and you know, and instead, instead of just standing there and letting it, you know, we say, I think I can. I think I can. And we continue to push and push. And then there's a force called momentum. One more time, say momentum. That comes alongside, that, that helps us supernaturally to be able to pick up speed and to be able to continue moving. And can I just tell you something? I'm just sending this thing up. But I just want you to understand that just like with a train, it's very hard. I just felt the preach creep up on me. It's very hard for you to stop something if you get in its way when it's operating in momentum. Uh, yeah. That's why there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of people that lose their lives because they get in front of trains. There's a lot of uh, vehicles and things that are damaged because of because they got in the path of a train because it's not easy. It's not like it's un, you're unable to stop something that is it that is that is that is under the power of momentum. And some of us, I'm just, I'm going somewhere. We're going to look at it in a second, but I want to encourage you to understand that this is, there is, there is something supernatural that happens when it is that we take this, the first steps forward. And I love it because God wants us. And this is what the Lord's been putting on my heart while I was in Cuba on the beach watching the sea. And I'm just listening and I'm thinking, and God's just putting on my heart, this concept of, I want the church to be to a place where we start walking in momentum. Where we start living in a place of momentum. Come on. And you know it's amazing because what happens is, again, there is where you are right now. When the train starts moving. When the train starts saying, I think I can. There's a little engine that could. I think I can. What, what we fail to see is that there's something that's building as we're going along. 
And so where you start when you started with the, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Later down the line, the little engine that could went from, I think I can, to, I thought I could, I thought I could, I thought I could, I thought I could. Because he realized that he was able to do certain things, come on, once momentum kicked in that he couldn't do when he first started going. Man, I came to help five people this morning to understand that God wants you to be to a place where you live in momentum. Because you know what happens with momentum? Once that force is going, it's hard to be stopped. And so you can have a bad day, but because momentum is there, I'm going to keep going. You can mess up, you can have a fault or something can happen, and you can still keep going because that force is behind it. And so today, man, that I'm just telling you today that God has, I believe that God desires and has designed for us to walk in that place where we're not stopped by just something that comes in our way. The hindrance come away, you get come in our way, we knock it out of the way because we're operating in momentum. Here it is, here it is. And so I, I want, there are, there are three things. This is going to be a three-part series. There are three forces, I believe, that have to operate after the similitude of momentum in the life of the believer. And there are three things that I believe are very, very important and imperative to our success. Uh, and I want today to look at one that we've been singing about today. We've been singing about it, you know, and I love it. And it's called faith. Everybody say faith. The reason why when I think about it, when I think about this man, you need to understand. Can I just let you know the devil is not after your salvation. If you're saved, the Bible makes it clear in John 10, 28 that no one, no man can pluck you out of the hand of God. The Bible declares in John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish. Come on. But will have, these are definite, eternal life. These are things that we have that are guarantees. If God has saved you, if you have eternal life, you have eternal life. Tell me, if it stops, was it eternal? And people say, so the, the fact of the matter is that if you have eternal life, you have eternal life. But the enemy is not after your salvation. He's after your faith. Because if he can get your faith, come on, he, yeah, you're headed to heaven, but he wants us to be to a place where we don't experience all that God has died to give us on the cross while we're walking through earth. And I don't know about you, but I'm to the place where I'm not just happy with going to heaven. Jesus didn't just save me so that I can go to heaven. The Bible says in John 10, 10, that he came that I would have life. And that more abundantly. And that life doesn't happen one glad morning when this life is over. No, that's not when it happens. It happens and can happen from the time that you experience salvation in Christ. Who's with me this morning? And so I want you to understand this. And so he's after your faith. He's after you. He wants you to be to a place where you're saved but bound. Are you with me? And this is not what God has called us this to do. And this is why the Bible makes it clear that we've got to guard ourselves in Ephesians chapter 6 with the shield of faith. Come on. To distinguish the fiery darts of the enemy. For those of us who everything that happens in our life, we question our salvation. Like salvation is an on and off switch. Like today I'm saved because I was good. Tomorrow I mess up. It's off because I'm not saved. Tomorrow and this. People, there's people in our church. You get saved every week. 
You got saved like months ago, but you're still getting saved, quote unquote, today because you don't understand that that you can have an assurance of salvation. Your salvation is not based on what you do or don't do. It's based upon what Jesus did. And when I say, God, here's my life. Take my messed up life in exchange for your life. Come on. He gives us the life that we didn't earn and that we don't deserve. And so because he gave it to me and I didn't earn it or deserve it in the first place, when I mess up and, and show works that show that I don't deserve it later on, it doesn't disqualify me from it. It just reminds me that I got it when I didn't deserve it. <laughs> That's some good stuff right there. And so this is why the Bible also says in Ephesians chapter 6, he tells us that we have to have our head guarded with the helmet of salvation. And I think that we often skip over that. Think about it. Why is it on our head? You know, because that's where you get the most doubt. That's where you that's where you doubt it the most. That's where the devil say, look how you messed up today. God can't love you no more. I mean, and then you do you, you equate the love of God or the absence of God's love. You equate it to how your father treated you or or how that boyfriend treated you. And you say, because he didn't like me anymore because I didn't do what he wanted me to do. That must be the way that God loved me. I'm here to tell you that God's love is not like that. And that's why he wants you to have the helmet of some man. I feel the power right there. That's why he wants you to have your head guarded with the helmet of salvation. So that when come hell or high water, when stuff comes to try and make you feel like you don't deserve it, you're able to tell the devil, yeah, devil, I don't deserve it. But he thought I was worth saving. Come on. He thought I was worth it. I was bought with a price. So much so that God was willing to put on flesh and come down to this earth and die in my place and if he thought that I was worth it yeah I know I have some mess up but I'm so glad that he died the text this is why this is why the bible declares and lets us know uh, that we are to guard ourselves in this regard and have the shield of faith ephesians 6 says to be able to quench the fiery darts of the enemy this is why second corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 makes it clear that we walk by faith everybody shout faith we walk by faith and not by sight my faith above what it looks like remember the song this is why we're singing this stuff because faith is why people like aj can continue to give god praise and glory despite their situation this is this is why you know and and i'm telling you man this is why it's such a blessing to have you in the midst and to be able these are the greatest evidences i wonder if there's anybody in this place that you should have quit that you know that based on what you were facing that you should it should have been mics out lights out but you're still here today come on and you're still praising sometimes you know that it should have been over but you're still giving god the glory you should have been some of y'all there was a death sentence out on your life at 17 years old and you should have been taken i don't know if this is the lord speaking you should have been taken out from 17 but the grace and the mercy of god was with you for your life and has kept you here and now you're in your 30s because of the grace and the mercy of god there's someone in here today that gives god praise and you know that the reason why you're here is evidence that god is a good god and a real god 
And so realize, man, I realize uh, that it's about faith and it's about faith. And this is why I love it. I love Hebrews chapter 11. And, you know, when it gets good to you, the reason why it's so good to me is because of the fact that I walk this thing out myself, you know. And when I see God walk in my life and just work in me when I know that I don't deserve it and I'm incapable, it's just an amazing thing to me. And so I love Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about faith and we call it the hall of faith. And it says in verse one, now faith, say faith, Faith. is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. Yes, for by it, the people of old received their commendation. So it wasn't because of their works. And I always point this out because I want you to understand no matter how good you think you are, no matter how good much you think you got it together, when you go down your checklist, you still are never good enough. It doesn't work that way. It's always that I need help and that God is good. And so I need to put faith in him instead of trust in myself. And these people in this hall of faith are known because of their faith, not because of how good they were. And it goes on and it talks about faith and how this is amazing because he says in verse 4, By faith Abel offered to God, verse 4, a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through it which he was commended as righteous. So he says, and then verse 5, By faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. Come and he was not found because before God had taken him and then it goes in verse 6 and says without faith it's impossible to please him verse 7 by faith does it say by works by faith Noah being warned by God concerning the events as yet unforeseen uh, in or unseen in reverent fear he built the ark and so then he goes on in verse 8 by faith everybody say faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance. It's all by faith. Go read that chapter when you get a chance. Hebrews chapter 11. And you'll note that all of these people are heroes in our in the faith. And we look up to them not because of that which they did or because of their perfection. But because they put faith in a God who was greater than them. And who was able to give them the strength to be able to keep on going even when they jacked up or when it was that they faced hard times are you still with me this morning and so i want you to understand because someone's saying when i look and see at hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 without faith it's impossible to please god someone's saying you know what man well what about this pastor andrew the fact that it's hard for me to be able to have faith in some of the challenging times that i'm in and i want to tell you and i want you to understand uh, that faith is not something that originates with you and i And this is some good news. This is going to help somebody here. You don't understand that in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22, the Bible says that faith or faithfulness, pistis in the Greek, is it is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. Come on, say it like it. Say it like you're not scared of it. Say the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, it is a fruit that you have the Holy Spirit. It is something that comes by the Spirit of God. In other words, it is God's Spirit that enables us to be able to have faith. In fact, even the faith that you had to be able to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Bible says in First uh, First Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, read it. It talks about how we can't even declare that Jesus Christ is Lord except by the enablement of the Holy Spirit. 
And so it's it's God's spirit that enables us to have faith. And some of us, we've been emotioning ourselves, thinking that if we that faith comes through our emotions, and if I cry, then that's how I'm going to get faith. And if I if I jump maybe high enough, like Pastor Andrew, then maybe that's how that then the faith will kick in, you know. Or maybe if I just hit myself, you know, it will just something will just fix inside, or or whatever. Or we go and we go to these legalistic churches that tell you that oh, you know, you need to pray more. No, you need to you need to do this more. You need to do that. You need to stop wearing makeup. You need to stop wearing earrings, boy. Young man, take that hat off. Come on. And then the ushers come. The sanctified ushers come. And they, they talk about, little boy, give me that gum in your mouth. You know, because we think, see, some of y'all don't know about those ushers. Because you think that spitting gum out and the length of your skirt and all of these things and hat wearing or not hat wearing determines the power of God in your life. I'm here to tell you, baby, that none of them things have to do with it. But it has to do with the Holy Spirit. And you, if you're in a place where you're having some challenges, you need to cry it out and say, God, give me from your spirit the manifestation and the fruit of faith. Give me the strength to believe when I'm facing some stuff. Come on. And God begins, this is what we're talking about, builds this momentum called faith in your life to the place where you start facing stuff and things that used to bother you and used to stop you before. Things that used to halt you and hinder you. I'm here. There's deliverance in the house today because there's stuff that used to have you bound that there's, you're, you're, you're turning in. God's about to turn you into a spiritual Mack truck. Come on. God's about to turn you into a spiritual locomotive that you're going to start getting more moving and by faith there's stuff that's not going to be able to stand in your presence anymore come on it's by the power of god it is by the faith of god and i love it because it's god who wills the uh, philippians chapter 2 verse 13 after he says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling he doesn't stop there because many people stop there and say oh that must tell me that i need to work in order to be saved which is a clear contradiction of ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 where paul says for by grace are you saved through faith not of works come on lest any man should boast it is the gift of God somebody say the gift of God and so God God gives us the gift come on that we are able to be uh, we're able to have salvation and but going on he says that it is in verse 13 of Philippians chapter 2 he says it is God everybody say God who works in us (laughs) it is God can I just teach for two seconds who works in us to will and to do his great pleasure so it's God who pleases himself through us. Okay, let me say it again. It is God who pleases himself through us. So God doesn't even look to you to please him by yourself. And many of us, the reason why momentum has not been being built in our life, this spiritual momentum that I'm talking about, is because we've been putting faith in ourselves, come on, and others, and consequently, we've been getting let down. But I dare you to to cry out and just say, God, I need your help. And he'll manifest that faith in you. Every day you hit your knees. God, I need your help to make it. Come on. Instead of getting on your knees and beating yourself up for half an hour. God, I'm sorry that I just messed up yesterday. He's like, I know you did that. God, I'm so sorry that I did this. And I cussed her out when I shouldn't have cussed her out. And, you know, I almost punched her in the face. You know, the hand came and then it stopped, you know, like right before her nose. And, you know, I'm sorry, Jesus, that I did. You're going to keep it real with me this morning. And see, the fact of the matter is that a lot of times we spend time in prayer 
just beating ourselves up before the Lord like God don't know what's going instead of saying God you know what Lord I mess up I need your help come on give me the strength today Jesus I know that I'm going to mess up in some stuff but get, let some momentum build in my life God so that tomorrow even though I face it today tomorrow I'm going to be stronger against it when it comes up against me do I have a church this morning that's looking forward to walking in some victory I'm tired of walking bound and in bondage by certain things that have been up against my life and I'm to the place where I'm like you know what this year it's this year it's this year I know it's been whooping my tail in 2015 I know it's been whooping me in 2016 and many times it's because you've been just beating yourself up and looking to yourself for help instead of looking to God for help and I'm telling you make it your new year's resolution this year I'm not doing it by myself not by might and not by power but by my spirit says the Lord somebody say the Holy Ghost so the text I want you to understand uh, there's so much I can say but I don't have the time to say it so I'm just going to uh, just bring some things into uh, for you to understand here you need to understand uh, that this is so powerful because the Bible makes it clear that when we need to understand that faith in God and his promises gives birth to hope somebody say hope and hope gives birth to assurance. Uh, let me say it again. Faith in God and his promises uh, gives birth to hope. And hope gives birth to assurance. So, so assurance is the child of hope and the grandchild of faith. Uh, let me break it down. So uh, the fact of the matter is that when we put faith in God and his promises, there's something called hope. And hope is something that just, I don't know about you, but some of us, we're hopeless today. And the reason why you're hopeless is because you can't see anything beyond your current circumstance. But when you put trust and faith in God, come on, when you put your faith in God, who is greater, not only than your circumstance, but greater than anything on this earth, it just births some hope in you. So this is why I can continue to step. I think I can. I think I can. I think, come on, little engine that could, you gonna help me preach today. I think I can. I think I can even though I'm in the middle of stuff it's because I got some hope and that hope is built on nothing less come on hymns than Jesus blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus. I hear this one says my faith looks up to thee oh lamb some of y'all don't know this but of Calvary Savior divine come on God he declares this hymn writer declared that we are to be individuals that our faith looks up to God because when we our faith looks up to him it births hope yeah your hope in the middle of the most hopeless situation because God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly even uh, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 above all that we could ask or think come on according to the power can I just talk some Bible this morning that works within us this is this is why it is that we can face these things with hope and and then not only this but when you're walking in God and his promises and your faith is built not only does it give birth to hope but hope gives birth to assurance in other words uh, can I tell you that when I started this journey it was on some I think I can I think I can come on I think I can and and once you you know you were trying to figure out is it possible for God to be able to heal a broken wound come on and you know because of that hurt that that person did to you might have been a loved one because of the way that they treated you you start out you say you know i'm gonna give this thing a try i think i can i think i can and maybe three steps in you got 
hope in your life after you started with faith. And so you're like, you know what? Uh, you, your disposition changed. Before you were saying, I think I can with a frowning face. But now you got here and some hope kicked in. And then you started smiling and people start looking at you talking about, hey man, you look a lot different than I thought before. Uh, you know, things are changing in your life. Come on. Has anybody ever experienced something like that? They're looking like, hold up a minute. Why is it that your disposition is changing? And it's not that you, it's not that you got it, that the situation changed. Come on. But it's that my hope started changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know what's beautiful, man. You know what's beautiful. And I love how Paul talks about in Romans chapter 8, he declares, he says, I am persuaded. Yeah, there's a there's a difference now between hope or between just faith and hope. It moves and because hope gives birth to assurance. And it gets you to a place where you're no longer just saying, I think I can. I think I can. But then you experience the fruit of faith. Come on. And the fruit of hope. When God heals something in your life that was broken and that people wrote you off for. Who am I talking to this morning? When you experience in your life something that should have taken you out. But you notice the hand of God on your life. And you realize that his promises as 1 Corinthians makes it clear in verse chapter 1. That are, they are yes in him and amen. And you recognize yes. God is a promise keeper that you no longer when people come and say hey do you think that God is a promise keeper you're no longer saying I think he is I think he is you jump all the way over to here and say I know he is come on and what I'm facing right now I don't know if I'm going to get out of it I don't know how it's going to end up man I feel this preach but I know that God is able to bring me out of what I'm facing and get some big glory out of it somebody shout he's able and so this is where we find ourselves. Faith in God and his promises give birth to hope and hope gives birth to assurance. Yeah. And, and, and I just love it. I love this concept uh, because you need to understand now as we go forward, we're getting ready as my, as my time is coming to a close. I just want to bring some things really quickly out of Mark chapter nine, because as we're going now into uh, 2018, uh, as we go into 2018 and we're starting this year and I'm talking about building momentum in faith I want to look at this individual really quickly here uh, who has a son that is experiencing some hardship and all of that was my introduction these last few minutes here is the message and so watch this in verse 14 says and when they came to the disciples they saw a great crowd around them and the scribes arguing with them and immediately the crowd when they saw him were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him and he asked them what are you arguing about with them and someone from the crowd answered him teacher i brought my son to you for he has a spirit that makes him mute come on for those who don't believe in spiritual warfare this is real the real deal stuff and whenever it seizes him it throws him down and he foams at the mouths noting that it's uncontrollable and he grinds his teeth uh, looking like he's crazy and then he becomes rigid or stiff and I wonder, somebody in here may not have experienced real demonic attacks. Some of you may have experienced these things. Some of you right now are under the power of demonic, uh, of demonic forces and you don't even know it. Some of you are facing some things and you're wondering, why is it that certain things keep reoccurring in my life? And you don't realize that spiritual wickedness and demonic attack is real. Somebody say, it's real. 
But many of us, you may not be experiencing real, genuine, quote-unquote, demonic or spiritual attack. But how many of you have been in a situation where your life has looked like this boy? Where this boy, he is in a place where he is out of control. Where the, the, an evil spirit has come upon him and causes him to grind his teeth and froth at the mouth. And not only this, but he's to a place where he becomes rigid or stiff. He's unable to have movement. Come on. And I don't know about you, but I've faced in my my life many a situation that come that make me feel in this way am i the only person that's ever felt something like that or is there someone else that says i've experienced a situation like that and i'm telling to tell you that if you've never experienced something like that where you're out of control just keep on living a little bit because the fact of the matter is that at times in our life and there are times during this year that you are going to face things that will come up against you that are going to make you feel out of control that are going to make you feel like you are unable to catch your bearing and your footing and your grounding but uh, and so look at let's move on in the text says uh, jesus goes on and says in verse 19 talking about faith and the momentum of faith and he answered them oh faithless generation how long am i to be with you here jesus is charging them up in regards to their faithlessness because yet again they were in a situation where instead of looking to the savior instead of looking to the master many of them were continuing to look at themselves and to look at their circumstances and situations not realizing that the master was among them but this man this man the father of this son he was not a part of this he says you know what i am to this place where i recognize that i am incapable of fixing this situation and i need to experience or receive deliverance or strength through this from someone that is greater than myself who's with me on this morning and so verse 20 says and they brought the boy to him and when the spirit saw him it says uh, it said and when the spirit saw him immediately it convulsed the boy and fell on the ground and rolled about foaming at the mouth but i want to go back and look if you will in verse 18 it says and when it uh, whenever it seizes him it throws him down he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid so i asked your disciples to cast him out disciples being followers of jesus and they were not able and so i need you to understand that this is a challenge and this is when jesus goes on and rebukes and says oh faithless generation because i know you know the thing is that if we are followers of jesus there ought to be some power that is present in our midst come on people should not be coming into the house of god and encountering believers who are impotent encountering believers who do not have any power and i don't know about you but i'm declaring over serve city church and i'm believing that going into this new year year of our existence that i'm so glad but that god has already been moving in our midst but i'm believing that this is going to be a place where people aren't going to come and be turned away because what they're facing is too messy or too difficult or we don't do that here in church come on what you're facing is too hard oh you need to go and take that down the street child you need to do x y and z before you get to where you need no this is a house that we understand is going to be messy but we're not scared of it if jesus wasn't scared of demons demonic possession if jesus was not scared of people who were in bondage we're not scared of it either come on bring all your mess you know you got a jacked up life bring it on in here come on i just want to tell you welcome home because this is a place where the power of god will reside and where lives are going to be impacted not because we have it all together 
but because the God we serve is welcoming and loves you beyond your mess. And so he's here and he's tripping and there's he's saying you faithless generation. We could see some of us and I could park here. I need to go. I need to quit. But some of us, man, we think that some people are beyond the saving power of God. Come on. We think that a lot of things hinder people from the saving power of God. And oftentimes I tell you all the time that one of the most dangerous forms of Christianity is Christian that has amnesia and don't remember how who you were when Jesus saved your stanking butt. Come on. When Jesus got you and picked you up and turned you around and so now you want to act all high and mighty and say diddy oh I'm saved hallelujah give God the glory we give him praise pull down your skirt sister that skirt is too high forgetting how you came up in here looking like skeddy Betty come on and Jesus saved your ratchet tail and we are okay, okay y'all done there and then we want to act like somebody's beyond the power of God. But I wonder if it's five or six people in this place this morning that understand that no one is beyond the power of God. And I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you love like. I don't care what you drank. I don't care what you smoked. I Show up with your hangover. Show up with your hair messed up. Show up with some vomit in your hair because you were puking your guts out. There's something here and it's called the power of God and I don't know about you but I'm believing that lives are getting ready to be changed no one is somebody just shout no one in fact look at your neighbor tell them neighbor oh neighbor no matter what you're facing today come on tell them no matter what it looks like Welcome home. Come on. Look at somebody else. Give them a high five. Tell them neighbor. Oh neighbor. Doesn't matter what you're facing today. Doesn't matter what it looks like. See I serve a God. Who loves me beyond my mess. And I serve a God. Who came down to over 2,000 years ago. And when I was sinking deep in sin. Far from a peaceful shore very deeply stained within sinking to rise no more then the master of the sea heard my despairing cry and from the waters from the waters from the waters from the waters he lifted me come on now safe am I somebody give him a praise in here today if you're thankful today that God and I love the way that the story ends because at the end of the passage the father when Jesus tells him all things are possible to him that believes the bible declares and says that the father said I believe but help my unbelief (laughs) and someone today is saying like I told you I'm in a hard time I'm in a challenging time but I'm saying you know I need help with my faith and I'm here to tell you that God is offering it to you because faith doesn't originate with you it's a fruit of the spirit it's a manifestation of the spirit And so right there in the middle of your mess, 
you ask God God help and guess what happened to that guy his son was delivered and the demon was cast out and at that moment momentum starts in that father's life and so now he's walking and as he's walking he's facing you know because we usually read people's story in the bible and then we stop there and think oh, okay that's the only thing they ever faced the woman at the well she faced jesus at the, there and then that was the last thing she faced and now she's just known as the woman at the well the woman caught in adultery in john chapter 8 she met with jesus in a, you know and had the adulterous situation and jesus delivers her and that's the only thing she ever faced so now she's forever known as the woman caught in adultery but the woman at the well the woman caught in adultery all of the people who god delivered they went on in their life and they had to face other things even if they were not recorded but that moment when god, when god delivered them begun the i think i can i come on i know that i can and the faith momentum began to build in their life so that as they face things in their life that they're hit out of the way because god the faith god has given them The faith he's given them is at work in their lives.